0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, January the 11th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on January 11, 2020, health authorities in the central Chinese city of Wuhan, they reported the first death from what they identified as a new type of coronavirus. The patient was 61 year old. He was a man, been a frequent customer at the food market, Actually, it's a meat market that was linked to the majority of the cases that were beginning to break out in Wuhan, China. We were told for months and months and months that it had somehow, this virus had somehow found itself and perpetuated itself out of this meat market. We now know there's an abundance, an abundance of evidence that it was something that Chinese scientists were fiddling with in the in the lab that is also in Wuhan, China, and that it had either purposely or inadvertently gotten outside the laboratory, and here we are today. The world has been impacted. But anyway, that was one year ago today, January 11. Today in 1861, Alabama became the fourth state to withdraw from the Union, Today in 1908, President Theodore Roosevelt, he proclaimed the Grand Canyon to be a national monument. It became a national park in 1919. Today in 1913, the first enclosed sedan type automobile, what kind do you think it was? Take a guess. It was a Hudson. (laughs) Yeah, the first one enclosed was a Hudson. It went on display in... uh, at the 13th National Automobile Show in New York. Today in 1930, I could tell you some stories about Hudson. I had a, one of my very close friends. He's a, a journalist. He's now retired. You would probably know his name. He's written tons of articles in um, newspapers, in the Yakima Herald and elsewhere. But um, his mother had a Hudson, and he turned 16 years old just a few months before I did. And uh, we got to run around in that Hudson. It was a Hudson Hornet, I think, or something. I don't know. It would really go fast. Anyway, today in 1934, German police raided the homes of clergy who were not supportive of government policies. Today in 1935, aviator Amelia Earhart began an 18-hour trip from Honolulu to Oakland, California. That made her the first person to fly solo across any part of the Pacific Ocean. And today in 1964, U.S. Surgeon General issued a smoking and health report. It concluded that, quote, Cigarette smoking contributes substantially to mortality from certain specific diseases and to overall death rate. Today, 1964. Today in 1989, nine days before leaving the White House, President Ronald Reagan bade farewell to the nation. He gave a primetime address and he said of his eight years in office, we meant to change a nation, and instead, we changed a world. Ronald Reagan said a lot of things that were worth remembering when he was in office. He said, we must reject the idea that every time a, a law is broken, society is guilty rather than the lawbreaker. It's time to restore the American precept that each individual is accountable for his actions. That should be said today as well. Ronald Reagan also said freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and um, handed on to them to do the same. I would agree completely, 100%. That's where we are today. Ronald Reagan also said the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Again, so true. Last week, the Communist China official newspaper announced that President-elect Joe Biden represents, I'm quoting them, a new window of hope. The President-elect also represents a window of hope for the far-left radical progressive movement in America that Reagan said they know so much that isn't so. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today, but I also want to encourage you to um, stand strong with us in your support. Our support's a little bit down the first part of this month from what it needs to be and what it normally is. I'm not sure why, but I haven't been mentioning our budget on the air, and I don't plan, we're never going to take a lot of time on this program when the budget isn't there then the program won't be here we're here because you make this available and you don't make it available to hear me trying to raise money in in the morning and i know you understand what i'm saying and i understand what you're thinking so if you've forgotten please remember we are completely um funded by your donations we don't do anything if you're on our mailing list you know you don't get kind of fundraising letters from all kinds of different organizations because we're leasing out your name. We don't, we just don't do that. We've never done it. We never will. That's a promise because I, I don't like that. I, there's organizations that I, I, I very, I very much like and I even support a couple of them. And I'm always getting emails that looks like a, an article from them and it's a fundraiser from the Republican Party or whatever, and I I like the Republican Party too, but we just don't do that kind of thing, and it's just straight up. It is what it is, and so many of you stand with us so strongly. Thank you, and this is just a reminder to remember to stand with us this month, that if you don't support us but you believe in what we're doing, join us. Stand with us with your support. Our address is box 399 bellevue Washington. 98009, Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Yeah, the China is pretty excited about where America is going right now. In fact, they said in their news on Friday, they said the images that we were seeing from America with those people storming the Capitol building was a wonderful sight. That's a quote. With the far left progressive. Democrat Party taking control of the Senate now, and they will in just a few days. The House, the Presidency, the Senate. The purge of all things conservative has begun, including biblical beliefs. In 1934, they purged the pastors, the clergy in Germany, who didn't agree with what the state was doing that's been a part of the left of the radical left since time began last week the chinese foreign minister wang yi he said a new window of hope is opening with the incoming administration he said although the us and china have and i'm quoting him have run into unprecedented difficulties in the past few years due to the misconceptions by us leadership that china is america's greatest threat There is now hope that China and the U.S. will coexist in peace and bipartisanship in world affairs. If you believe that, let me sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. Anyway, that's me, not him, saying that. With the Biden family's financial arrangement with China, it's pretty easy, at least for me, and I think you would see this as well. It's pretty easy to see the basis for a President Biden to represent a window of hope for China. They know he's easily bought off. I mean, we've got to be real. I know the the press pretends like it's not true, and oh, Biden, he does I don't know what my son Hunter's doing, and all that kind of thing. That's just a lie, and we know that. But the far-left radical Democrat Party, they also see a window of hope to advance their radical leftist agenda in the midst of this chaos in America. And I will tell you, We are in a chaotic time in America. There's no, make no mistake about that. And I don't think anyone would deny that. But obviously Biden will be submissive to the far left in his party. They're going to lead him. Kamala Harris is going to run this country de facto until Biden either cannot continue or decides that he cannot and steps aside. But this window of hope for progressives always involves purging the ideas that conflict with their own and the people who hold those ideas. That is essentially the big division in America today. The left wants to conquer your thoughts, not only how you live, but what you think. And I'm not overstating that. And the, the conservatives, particularly biblical Christians, always advocate for freedom, freedom of speech freedom of religious expression, freedom. America was built on that desire and on those principles. Mike Huckabee noted, I think it was over the weekend, I read one of his articles, he noted that we should not be surprised when leftists gain power, their first impulse is to launch a purge of their perceived enemies. Even if they're not their enemies, if they perceive them to be their enemies, they launch a purge. And the way that they do this is they criminalize any criticism of them or their agenda. We've seen that with the homosexual agenda. We've seen that with the abortion industry. And now we're seeing it politically at the very center, the seat of power in America. And we've only seen the beginning of this. History bears it out. Millions have been purged throughout history for their deeply held beliefs or simply their disagreement with the people in power. The purge in America has begun politically and socially, and that's what's at the very heart of them trying to drive Trump not only out of office, but to destroy him forever. And again, I'm not overstating that. I want to talk to you for a moment about the political purge. The outrage on the left over the riot at the Capitol is, in my mind, opportunity-driven. I don't think they're that outraged, but they see the opportunity thanks to their disciple, their teacher, Saul Alinsky, who drew from Karl Marx and cultural Marxism. I personally denounce all of the words and the actions that lead to incitement of riot or of any other illegal actions. I don't, I'm a pastor for goodness sakes. I don't agree with that. I don't want that. But we have to look through this fog of misconception and look at things for real. And we've got to talk about it. Most ordinary people understand what's going on, but the left, they don't want you to. They understand. They know what they're doing. Washington State's own Patty Murray has joined the chorus of leftist voices demanding that Senator Ted Cruz and Senator Josh Hawley resign from the Senate for their dissent. She's number three in the Democratic power triangle. She's almost at the top. Yeah, she's the one who went to Washington, D.C. Remember when she went to Washington, D.C. years ago? She said, I'm just a mom in tennis shoes and I'm going to represent Washington and blah, blah, blah. She represents not Washington. She represents those that are on the left in Washington, the far left. And unfortunately, she's elected time after time after time. That's the problem. But she's now demanding that Senator Ted Cruz and Senator Josh Hawley resign from the Senate because they dissented. They did not want to accept the electoral votes because of massive amounts of identified fraud. But because the left says there was no fraud, that means there was no fraud. And yet, us ordinary people out here say, yes, there were. I saw the people rolling in those suitcases full of ballots at night. I I mean, we know there was fraud. Everybody knows there was fraud. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is demanding the expulsion from Congress. She doesn't even want to let them resign. She wants to just remove them of all Republicans who exercised their constitutional right to challenge the electoral votes until the irregularities were cleared up. They weren't even saying that they wanted to overturn the election. They were simply saying, let's clear up these irregularities because when a nation who's built, and we're a republic, not a democracy, we keep hearing this, We're a democracy. Actually, we're not a democracy. We're a republic, and that makes a difference. In fact, one of these days, I'll talk about that on this program. But we have a democratic-type election. That's how we choose our leadership. Our founders crafted this wonderful thing that we call the Constitution, and they founded this wonderful place that we call the United States of America. So they're demanding, or she is, Ocasio-Cortez, that the people that even wanted to clear up all of these allegations of fraud and obvious ones, get rid of them. Get them out of here. And again, I'm not overstating. She tweeted Saturday this, this weekend. She left no question as to just how serious these people are. She said, since it appears GOP leaders need a reminder, there is no healing from this without accountability, and there is no unity without white supremac- with white supremacists. You know the president's state has devolved dangerously. If you're too weak to do anything about it, you're too weak to serve. Translated, submit or else. That's what she's saying. And believe me, it took me a while to really accept the fact that she has an enormous amount of power. She does. Leftist Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, she says she will begin a second impeachment against President Trump this morning as we speak. She has inquired with the military what steps are needed to remove Donald Trump's access to the nuclear code. Because Nancy Pelosi, very powerful woman, as you know, uh, I mean, who can believe it? But anyway, she said he might purposely start a nuclear war. And she has inquired as to how she can invoke the 25th Amendment and remove him from office in the few days left in his term, before his term expires in January 20. That's not looking out for the country. That's pure and simple hatred and vengeance. And yet she's the lady who said as lately as this last Friday, We all need to pray for the president. She is the hypocrite that Jesus Christ talked about in the Gospels. They say one thing, they act religious, they were known as the Pharisees. They stand on the street corner so everyone can see their virtue. And yet Jesus himself said they are rotten to the core. They are like a whited tomb. They're whitewashed on the outside and rotten on the inside. That's the day and the time in which we live. She claims she prays for President Trump and his family every day. She's vicious. She just is. The same public servants who sat through the past year of burning and looting and occupying of American cities, they're often celebrating and even excusing the illegal behavior by reminding us all of BLM and Antifa and others, First Amendment rights. They're now trying to purge those who hold different political beliefs than theirs. And they're trying to purge them because some people broke in and I do not I do not condone this. I denounce it. but they walked in, they ran into the Capitol building and did what they did last Wednesday. But now these same people that applauded either with their silence or outwardly applauded, all of these riots that have gone on in Portland it was a hundred and some days every night. Seattle they, we had autonomous zone. We had some, they set up their own country inside of Seattle. And this was applauded. Freedom of speech. This is what what we get when, what this is what Reagan was talking about. This is what we get when we oppress the, the, the minorities, the black, and we've oppressed them, and now they're having their day, and we must let this happen, and on and on and on it went. How soon we forget. These same people, the same people, Patty Murray and all of them, are now condemning people on the on the right who are expressing themselves. They're fed up with some things now. And again, I'm not condoning it. I'm simply saying, is there any possibility that we could get real? Where was the outrage in 2018 when Ocasio-Cortez joined about 200 youth activists? They stormed Nancy Pelosi's office, and I mean they stormed it. They went right in. They tried to stop them, somebody at the front, their her receptionist or whatever, they tried to stop them. They wouldn't be stopped. They went right on in. I've got it in my file. They were demanding action on climate change and they refused to leave. They were asked to leave. They said no. They were laying on the floor and all over the place. An illegal incursion into the sacred temple of democracy of Nancy Pelosi's office that resulted in 51 of them being arrested by the Capitol Police. And yet it was never denounced by Nancy or any of her crew. Will she be resigning this week? I don't think so. See, this is an exercise of feigned outrage to exploit an opportunity. These people, and I'm not judging them, but I'm just looking at the fruit of their lives. These people are not outraged. They're not broken because the sacred democratic system of America has been breached by these people who ran into the Not at all. I mean, probably some are, but most of them are not. The leadership, they're not moved by this. They're moved by the idea that they see an opportunity. Saul Alinsky taught this. Karl Marx harped on this. Grampsky and others who followed Marx and taught in, I mean, even as lately as Pete Buttigieg's late father was a professor. He taught Marxism. So these I mean these guys are not they're not broken because of what has happened in America they're broken because that's the right state of mind to present to the nation as they advance their agenda it's a social purge under the guise of concern for freedom and it's a race to more censorship more control. It's a battle for your mind. That's why Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Wall Street this morning, they are slamming the lid shut just a couple of hours ago. They're slamming the lid shut on coffers of its corporate political action committee and millions of dollars flow out of there to people all kinds of people conservative and progressive they're threatening pro-trump politicians anybody who supported trump they're going to blacklist them wall street that's this morning following a week in which major social media companies cut out president donald trump and began excluding some of its biggest advocates in the wake of the capitol hill riot Some of the nation's largest financial institutions have announced that they're halting donations in their political action committees, considering permanently cutting off politicians accused of attempting to overturn the 2020 election. You cannot dissent in the world of so-called progressivism. The reaction on Capitol Hill riot by supporters, President Trump, stands in stark contrast to the response of banks and corporations of Black Lives Matter. When they were rioting all across America in the cities, especially here in Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Chicago, you know the cities. They're still going in many of these cases. And they will return because they got great returns on their their efforts. Black Lives Matter, anti-police riots, protests this last year. In response to those events, these same Wall Street corporations pledged over a billion dollars, one billion dollars in support of Black Lives Matter and related causes. I'm not a racist. I've spent too much time in Africa, building churches, living with the people. But I will tell you, this is all wrong. This isn't right. You've probably heard already that Twitter has banned President Trump now off its platform for life the President of the United States, no matter how much he's hated. Lincoln was hated. They couldn't ban him off Twitter because it didn't exist, but they killed him. That's the rage of the left. And that's why they purge anyone who disagrees. There is a better way. And it is conservatism based on Judeo-Christian values. There is a better way. It is to put Christ first, not politics. And let politics follow biblical truth. But we've departed from that. Patrick Henry told us, one of our founders, he said, when people forget God, tyrants forge their chains. And I will tell you, our chains are being forged. People are rushing Christians, conservatives, they're rushing out of Twitter now. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg's following the same path. They all walk hand in hand. They're lovers of purge and lovers of far left and progressivism. They're all in the same camp. Thousands of people are fleeing to parlor now. That's a kind of, it's been sympathetic to conservatives. They've had a lot of trash on there from the right and the left, to be honest with you. But Parler has attracted thousands of conservatives just in the last few days, and even over the weekend. Even classical liberals who are sick of the hypocrisy and the new policies of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are going to Parler. And there are other sites as well that are similar to these big boys, but they don't have that much reach. Big tech has now turned their purge on Parler over the weekend. And Parler's really, I mean, they're questionable, but they're conservative, they allow people to be on there with conservative views, but I mean, there's some real trash on there. But they saw approximately 182,000 first-time downloads in the United States on January 8. That was up 355% from January 7th. The app saw about 268,000 installs in three days. So late Saturday evening, what did big tech, Amazon, Google, Apple do? They removed Parler's app from public access. They've shut them down. John Matz, the founder of CEO of Parler, he says, well, he says uh, uh, they're acting in collusion and he's planning to sue the giants. Well, David beat Goliath and I wish him well, but I don't know that he's, he says we're the world's last hope for free speech and free information. I don't know that that's true, but he's certainly up to the fight and he's going to fight them. But on Friday, Mozilla Foundation, the nonprofit organization behind Firefox web browser, they shared a list of actors Additional actions intended to alter the dangerous dynamics of the Internet. This Mozilla chairman, uh, Mitchell Baker, I'm wondering if her name is Michelle, I don't know, but anyway, Mitchell Baker says, the president's reprehensible actions call for more solutions. More solutions, of course, creates more censorship. Let me leave you with this today. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. I want to give you three things, chapter 33, verse 3, three things. The verse says, Call unto me and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. There is hope. Do these three things. Pray often. If you pray, God will answer. And number three, he will show you things which you do not know. His ways are higher than our ways trust God. God is in control. He knows what he's doing. Let's stay close to God during this perilous time. Thank you for being with me today. I'll see you right here tomorrow.